This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello, and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I'm spending some time with my soul sister, Elise Bassine. Elise has been teaching and practicing breathwork for 20 years and incorporates her unique style of breathwork, channeled in the Akashic Records, to create rapid momentum with all of her clients. In doing so, she uses her powerful connection to spirit to tap into people's energy so she can help identify what's holding them back. She helps them overcome these blocks through breathwork, the Akashic Records, and powerful energy healing. Her mission on this planet is to guide people to activate their ascension, live their soul's mission, and step into higher states of consciousness. She is also a well-accomplished professional in the field of education, as well as being a wife and mom to two human babies and one with fur. I couldn't, I couldn't miss the baby with fur. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Welcome, Elise. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So before every recording, I pull a card. Today I am using path of the soul destiny cards from cheryl harnish they're really cool they're fractal art so we got this one elise whoa isn't it beautiful i mean all of them are beautiful but so this card represents work and being in the flow with who you are meant to be on this plane it also represents proper balance so i thought that was really awesome does that card mean, and like, what comes up for you when you see that? Wow. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, <clears throat> I, well, I just got a download for a new program that I'm going to gonna put, I'm about to put out there. I was just working <laughs> on it right before we got on the call. And it's just interesting when you talk about being in the flow, because it just kind of like, was not something that I was necessarily planning on doing or, or sharing, but it just kind of came through that like, this is the next thing. And then it all kind of like made sense with everything else that I had been doing and planning. So yeah, so I'm really feeling that flow state right now, for sure, around work and also like the balance aspects of it too. Because like, for me, my work is like, is my hobby. Like, I know I need to get other (laughs) hobbies probably. (laughs) But um, I often wonder, you know, because I'll like wake up, I'll be sitting there at like 730 on a Saturday morning and like doing stuff for my business, but it doesn't feel like work to me. So I'm like, should I be like, I don't know, doing a crossword puzzle or something like... (laughs) Totally not. Interesting question about the balance. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's really a harmony because there are days that you want to do work and it's compelling you. And then there are probably days where other stuff needs your attention as a priority. So 
Yeah, totally. Perfect. Well, yeah. that's that's cool that this card was what came up for us today yeah. for our conversation. So I want to ask you, who's your favorite witch, bitch, or dead person? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I would have to say it's my grandmother because um, my grandmother, she is the most, was the most spiritual person that I know. And like the Mm. most like spiritually connected person. Like we would always have a joke in my family that if you wanted something to happen, like if you really needed something, you have grandma pray because if she prayed for it, it would always happen. So, um, (laughs) and it's funny because like when she was alive, she would always tell me, she would actually tell me like crazy, like stories of ghost experiences that she had and like spiritual experience she had. I love Um, it. (laughs) But I didn't like articulate until she actually passed away that she was really the only person that I felt that deep spiritual connection with in my Mm. family. Not that I don't feel connections with other people in my family, but it was just different. Um, And then she was actually the first dead person that I communicated with, Um, you know, because I had never really communicated with people that had crossed over. I would more like my gift is more getting messages about people or under or being able to read energy. But um, my grandmother was the first person that I actually like spoke with and got messages from, you know, after awesome. she died. So. so how did she come through to you after she passed? Um, I just so I had I was taking a course that was like, you know, helping you kind of connect with your psychic abilities and mediumship and all of that. And I just started like, I did some kind of meditation and I just like called her in and it was like, it was honestly so easy. Like it was just kind of, and I guess with somebody, you know, too, it's way easier because you like know their energy. Right. So it was like, I kind of just asked to talk to her. And then the one day I remember I was, this was when I was still a school counselor and I was in my office And I just decided to like practice the meditation and call her in. And I did. And I had this like crazy overwhelming experience where she was right there. Like I could feel her energy and I just started like crying hysterically. And then she went on in the next like few weeks or months to give me some like messages about my family that were like pretty spot on. So it was pretty cool. So did that experience happen in your office as a school counselor, yes, like in the middle in of the day? Office. I yeah, love it. Yeah, it was it. really funny. I used to lock my door because in that particular office, I did. there was no windows where anybody could see in. So if I locked the door, people could think I just wasn't there. You know, I was somewhere else in the school. Um, so I would just lock the door and I would do my meditations or I would do, you know, stuff that I wanted to do. (laughs) Well, I could totally see myself doing that and losing track of this like human convention of time and then having an appointment waiting outside for me as I'm in here bawling. Like, yeah, yeah. There was similar stuff happening all the time like that. I love it. Um, so tell me about your journey. I mean, I know that I, I know we've had lots of conversations about your introduction to breath work and how that at in some sometimes I would say my journey started at 19 because that's when I discovered breath work and that's kind of when I started my personal growth journey but I really feel like it started when I was 
like born basically, you know, cause now that I look back to different experiences that I had as a child, um, I definitely was seeing things and I was, um, having weird experiences. Like I remember the first one I had, we were at, um, my, me and my parents, I was an only child. So it was just me and my parents. We were at our friend's house and I had this kind of like out of body experience, I guess you could call it, where I suddenly had this awareness of like, like why, like it was almost like I was above my body looking down and being like, well, how did I get into this body? And how did, how did that person get into that body? Like, it was like this awareness of like something bigger than this body. And I, and it would happen to me, it happened to me multiple times and I couldn't explain it. I never told anybody about it, but it was always just like this experience I would have where I would like kind of see things from this much larger perspective but not for very long. Like then, you know, something would happen and I would get like knocked back into reality. So those things started to happen to me, I'd say around like maybe four or five. And then also I used to see um, like visions. So I, my parents' house, there was a bathroom and the bathroom had one door that was on the hallway and one door that went into my parents' room. So when I would walk down the hallway, I would see the door on the other end of the bathroom to my parents' room. And I would always see like something in that doorway. Um, and I would see the, the things that I've made out that I could see was like Jesus, Mary Magdalene, and then other things that scared me. So like when I was oh. younger, I would actually all of it kind of scared me. Um <laughs> And when I was younger, I was always afraid of the dark. Like I could not be in the dark because I would see stuff. <laughs> so I just was like, I'm afraid of the dark and I don't want to be in the dark. So, so I would say it started back then. Um, and then, you know, as I got older, I think I just kind of like pushed that stuff down. Yeah. And I didn't really like, I just kind of pushed it away. But I was always super interested in anything that had to do with like Anything that lies beneath the surface, astrology, psychics, anything having to do with what was really happening or like why people did what they did, like psychology, all of that. Mm. I was super interested in that. All um, of that unseen realm. All of the unseen. Yeah. And I'm a Scorpio. So I feel like it's just natural for me to be interested in only like deeper deeper topics. So I was always interested in that. I, I totally agree with that. Like, I can't stand superficial, like just banter, like, oh, no. how are you? How's the weather? I don't give a fuck how the weather is. Let's yeah. talk about something that matters. Like, yeah, or something exactly. that's interesting. I know. Seriously. It like gives me anxiety when people are just like talking. I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So then, um, then when I was 19, like I said, I, um, I was kind of like looking for answers because I had an eating disorder and I was had really bad anxiety and I didn't know why because there was nothing like wrong with my life. You know what I mean? And I yeah. didn't know why I was unhappy. So um, I just started going on a path of like discovery and I discovered yoga and I discovered breath work and breath work really like pulled me in. 
among other things. Like I started studying like all of these things, like Ayurveda and like all these different healing arts. Like I became a vegan and like, you know, it just kind of went down that path. But breathwork was something that always really pulled me in. And I think partly why is because of like the mind altering component to it and how you kind Mm -hmm. of like go into another state. Cause I was always very interested in psychedelics and any kind of like mind altering or mind expanding or perspective shifting thing where it's like you're, you're kind of bending reality um, that's what I was or, always interested in or your perception of it at least. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, so then I got into breath work and I got really into it and I took, let's see, I did like four breath work, breath worker trainings, like all in a row here in Philadelphia. And then I did a breath work teacher training and then I used to teach, you know, this was all in my early twenties. I taught, uh, breathwork classes. And I taught, I had like one-on-one clients. And then, um, you know, I never had the capacity at that time, I don't think to really like start my own business. And this was at a different time in the world too, you know, like it was in the early 2000s and it was just kind of, you know, there wasn't, there, there wasn't that much of like a push to do anything, I guess. So I was just kind of, I graduated college and um, my degree was in education, but I knew I didn't want to be a teacher. I was like this, I was just like, (laughs) what am I going to do? Just go back to a school. I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. So I moved to Tucson, Arizona, and I lived there for four years. And um, I still taught breath work there. And um, it just always kind of followed me. It wasn't the main thing I did. I was, I worked in restaurants when I, when I lived there and um, yeah. And then I moved back in 2009 and I decided to give teaching a try and I hated it, but I knew, but from working in that school, I saw what the school counselor did. And I was like, I know I could do that job and I know I would be good at it. So I went back and I got my master's in um, counseling psychology and I became a school counselor. Cool. Um, And I did that for like almost 10 years and I was really good at it, Um, but you know, then I got to the point in, um, well, it was funny, the universe kind of bought me over the head and made me leave the one school I was at, I was at the same school for seven years. And the all this crazy drama happened, and I ended up leaving. (laughs) And then I went to another school thinking like, okay, this is the answer, right? I just needed to switch schools, I just need to go to a new school. And this school was like the exact dream job that I would have like put on paper, it was everything that I wanted in a job. Um, It was super progressive, the people I work for were so awesome. They they were so supportive of everything I wanted to do. Like I created a whole meditation program. They bought me like 40 yoga mats and 40 weighted blankets because I decided uh. all the kids needed to lay under a weighted blanket in order to <laughs> meditate to calm their nervous system. Like it was great. But then um, I still wasn't happy. And I still yeah. felt like there was more that I was supposed to do. And then in late 2019, I started working with a coach and then I started my business. And then in March, 2020, we didn't have to go to work. So (laughs) I I just like, then from there, I just like really did my business. And then um, I worked online for a little bit, but March, 2020, I never went back to work after that. And it was just like, 
game you, on. <laughs> right. You just shifted into what was more aligned with your actual purpose. Yeah, exactly. So I'd love to talk about breath work a little bit because I find it shocking how many people don't really breathe. Yeah. Like that they just exist with this like shallow, just enough to sustain them pattern of breathing and have no idea what else is out there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It is kind of a huge, um, it's a paradigm shift to think about the breath, but it's also like so simple that it's kind of like, is this even anything, right? Because it's just like, you're just breathing, but you're doing it consciously, right? And you're doing it in a way where you are getting more air in the body and you're actually moving energy in the body. Right. So places that haven't been aerated in who knows how long. Exactly. And also when you move that energy, because if you think about it, you know, all our traumas, all of our old belief systems, everything that we've experienced that we haven't fully processed is holding itself energetically in our cells. It holds a chemical signature until we actually process it. And, And we're taught not to process things. Like we're taught not to feel our emotions. So most of what we do is we have an experience and we stuff it down instead of fully processing it and moving through it, especially as kids, because a lot of times as kids, we'll have experiences that are emotionally overwhelming to us and we don't know how to process them and we don't have any models of how to process our emotions. For sure. Because I've told people, I don't know if I may have shared this with you. I've seen my mother cry twice in my whole life. <laughs> Neither of which time was when my father died and they were oh married God. when he died. So, wow. <laughs> so yeah. talk, talk about like emotional repression. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what we're taught is that emotions are inconvenient and uncomfortable and we shouldn't feel them. So people end up walking around with so much stuck energy in their bodies. And then it comes out sideways, like as anxiety, anger, depression, you know, what are other more serious diagnoses? You know, I always say that any diagnosis or symptom or disease has an emotional component at the core. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so when we use the breath, we're actually clearing out this stuck energy. And the great thing about it is you don't always need to know exactly what you're clearing. You know, like, it's not like you have to go through every single emotion that you've never felt and feel it. The bigger ones we do, right? We, we do need to acknowledge and move through the deeper core wounds that we've had. That's just how it goes. But in order to, just clear some of that stuck energy just from living. Um, the the breath is going to be really helpful for that. And then additionally, the other thing that it's really helpful for is it gives you access to your subconscious mind um, because that's where we manifest from. And a lot of right. people don't like, it's like, yes, I manifest from my subconscious mind. Well, how the hell do I know what's in my <laughs> subconscious mind? <laughs> Right. It's like this crazy mystery that so many people have zero awareness of how to get to it. 
Exactly. So breath work will help you in, in a couple ways. One is it puts you in this altered state, right, where you can access the subconscious. Um, and then also what will happen is you'll have some of the, because you're moving energy, some of that stuck energy that is in the subconscious as beliefs, emotions, things that happen that you forgot about or were suppressing, they will rise into your conscious awareness so that you can clear them or choose out of them. So, you know, like, so people will have these perspective shifts where all of a sudden they're like, oh, I've been playing out this thing that's not even mine. You know, I've yeah. been playing out this belief that's not even mine, but they won't even know that it's there until they use the breath work to kind of rustle that stuff up and bring it to the surface. So it has that clearing effect, but it also has the effect of like bringing these things into your conscious awareness so that you can do the work to shift them. So useful because yeah, I, I mean, clients always have a desire to shift an experience or an outcome, but don't have the capacity to articulate what the core belief is that's right causing them not to be able to get to where they want to go. So this yeah. is super powerful. It's really powerful. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and the other thing about it too, is that you're connecting with the quantum field. So it's a really powerful way to start to manifest things and um, to connect with your higher self. Cause uh, you, you, I always say you can't take a breath in the past and you can't take a breath in the future. So mm -hmm. you have to be in the present moment which is the quantum field, which is where all possibilities exist. So when you are constantly connected with that field or connected with that field more, you're going to connect with that field of infinite possibility and it's going to become easier for you to manifest. I love that. Like you can't take a breath in the past. You can't take a breath in the future. Like, oh, that's yeah. so powerful. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Awesome. That's like, worth the price of admission. Anyone listening, write that shit down. That's gold. <laughs> I love it. Is it totally inappropriate to suggest that that should be someone's epitaph? Like <laughs> live in the moment. Oh my God, that's really funny. I mean, it is true though. Cause if you're like, honestly, if you think about it, if you're stuck in the past, right, if you're thinking about the past, or you're worried about the future, you're probably not breathing very consciously. Right. It's true. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Yeah. So I really didn't have an awareness of the impact of breathwork or like how deep you could go. Before I met you, I was doing a session with someone and it was on Zoom. So I was like on the couch with like my little pillow nest and I was deep in this session and I didn't even notice that my dog had crawled up and was laying on me because <laughs> she likes to be in it. And I yeah. don't know if it was the energy that I was calling in or the energy of healing or what, but I, when I started to like come back into my body and I was like, oh, hi, Sadie, like and she's a huge German shepherd. So it's not like she's just a little Pomeranian laying next to me or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's yeah. just so powerful that. It is really powerful. And I think different things can happen. Like sometimes you do kind of go out of your body in order to integrate. Um, so I see that happen a lot where, you know, and I don't do like 
person to person breathwork anymore. I create audios for people to do it on their own. And then I just talk to them about it. But when I used to do it with people, I would see that, um, you know, they would move through a bunch of energy and then they would kind of like stop and leave their body for a second and integrate. And during that space, when you're doing that, you really don't have an awareness of what's going on. So I could totally see that happening. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are other occasions that I have zero awareness, but that's, that's a conversation (laughs) for a different day. (laughs) Um, so I know you have some really cool programs out there too. Do you want to share yes. some of some of those with us? Sure. Okay. So um, you know, a lot of my work is around clearing trauma and then working with energy, right? The quantum field. So I ha- kind of have my two programs kind of hit those things from two different angles. Um, the quantum accelerator is my program that's more focused on energetics. Um, but everything that I teach is always going to have a trauma component to it because I, that's my thing is healing trauma. Um, I just can see, I just can see it and I'm like, Oh, this is it. We got to move that. And everything's going to start working. You know, that's that right there. Can we just work on that? Like you just play, come on, play along. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, cause it'll be like screaming at me. I'm just like, okay, all right. I gotta say this. I'm sorry. It's your mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, it totally is. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I hate to break it to you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so my, my program, the quantum accelerator, we focus more on energetics and I do a lot of like frequency upgrades, frequency attunements, and a lot of energetic processes with them. I teach you how to do energy work on yourself, how to download your own energy work. And then on each call, I do these, like, I call them frequency attunements, where I tune into everyone's energy. And then I just, it's kind of like tuning a guitar or something. I just kind of like tune their energy. That's a great Um, analogy. I could totally see that. (laughs) Yeah, to be at their highest frequency. So um, that's, that's that program. And I also give you tools all with all of my programs. I give you a bunch of tools that you use in the interim, like breath work, meditations, journaling videos. Um, so yeah, so that's the quantum accelerator, much more focused on energy, the energetics of manifestation and creation and working with your own energy. And then, um, I have the metamorphosis, which is, um, which I do believe everybody should do at some point in their lives. Um, because it really is just kind of the, all the tools you need to clear familial and ancestral trauma. Um, so that, Oh yeah, just that, like, you know, (laughs) I know, I feel like it scares people a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, that's why, like I even took the, I used to have the curriculum up on my website and I just took it down because I'm like, I'm, I don't want to scare people um, because, you know, it is, it's confronting work, but the results are mind blowing. I mean, and it's <laughs> doable, especially with a, a mentor like you. Totally. Yeah. As long as you have the support and I always have a really fabulous group of women in there. Um, and we go through your relationships with your parents and your siblings, and we clear all of the dynamics, like we pinpoint the dynamics that you had with them and we shift them and clear them. So you don't create them in your, in your current relationships, in your business, whatever it is. 
Um, and then we do a lot of work to, to step into a deeper level of your purpose. Most people in there will download their own unique healing modalities. You know, I have had people download these crazy things in that program cool. um, where I'm just like, whoa, I can't. First of all, sometimes people download these things and I'm like, I can't believe that doesn't exist already, but it doesn't. <laughs> Well, but the magic feels so familiar, probably yeah. because this is just a remembering for them. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that's that program, and it's definitely something that I feel it's just so beneficial because I don't think we realize how much trauma plays a part in our success, and not even just success, but our ability to manifest and our ability to really carry out our mission on the planet. Like my, my guides always tell me that healing our trauma is how we create the new earth. So I'm committed to that. I love it. And I mean, not only are you affecting the universe as we are experiencing it, but for generations to come. Exactly. I know. I always tell people that if they're having a hard time, I'm like, well, you know, you don't want to pass this on to your kids. So exactly. <laughs> yes, And that is a big motivator for people. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, if this little tidbit of the cool shit you're doing in the world, is it enough to excite people? Then I don't know what could be because like <laughs> everybody needs to do this. <laughs> It's true. I mean, because the more you clear your trauma and address it regularly, the more things start to work. You know, and I, I always say, like, I I grew so much in 20, like, I grew my business so much in the first year. And I really think it's because I was constantly clearing my trauma. And I'm the queen of hanging on to shit. So I should probably spend time with you. <laughs> I know. And I'm the queen of like letting it go. I'm just like, I literally will walk around my house being like, what can I throw away? What can I throw away? Like while no one's looking, what can I throw away? <laughs> I love it. Well, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm at Elise underscore breathes. Um, you can also find me on my website, which is elisebreathes.com. And then I have a Facebook group called Breed to Succeed. So you can find me there where I do uh, weekly energy forecasts, which are really fun. So yeah, that's all the places you can find me. Awesome. And I believe you have a special gift for all of our oh, listeners, yes. don't you? Yes. Yes. So um, if you go to my website and sign up for my email list, you will receive a expansion toolkit which is kind of like a tasting of the tools that I create for people, which are very powerful. So you get a breathwork session, a meditation and journaling to go with it. And then you also will get like a series of emails where I kind of like guide you through how to use the tools as well. So I don't just like leave you hanging with, with all that stuff. I kind of guide you how to use it so you can use it in the best way to get results. That's awesome. Yeah. Everyone needs that. Go sign Everyone up for does need that. Yes, go <laughs> sign up for Elisa's gift. So I will include all of those links in the show notes so it's easy for people to access. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This has been super fun and really informative. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.